what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. About- Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Chick Chat, where today we are devoting an entire show to one of our favorite topics. That's right. We're talking about royalty. We're talking about our queen. And when I say our queen, I mean it in like the yes queen type of way, as opposed to our queen as in ruler, um, because she is not. We are American. However, we love all things royal, and it has been a very um, interesting past couple weeks for the royal family. Let me put it that way. Um, Jeanette, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? Good, thanks. We're just going to hop right into it because anybody who's listened to Chick Chat before knows we talk about the royal family some. I mean, a little. here, A little bit. (laughs) We touch on it from now and then. (laughs) We throw it in there when we can. And, you know, it only seemed fitting that after the queen passed, we would have a show about it. And it's just going to be about the, the festivities and everything that's taken place since her passing. Um, you know, she was what, 96 years old. Like we were not, not blind to the fact that this was going to happen. We went through Prince Philip passing away. Um, and then now, you know, the queen, um, passed away peacefully and, Everything that we've been dreading yet anticipating is it's a weird mix, right? Because nobody wants you to pass away, but like we know that there's just this celebration, right? That is going to be had in her honor and all the details and all of the things that go into play for it. It's just crazy. I, I, I mean, we're just going to have to start. We're just going to have to start. So yesterday was the funeral. We're not breaking news here. People know that the queen died. This is worldwide news. Um, our six listeners in Saudi Arabia, I know they listen and they know this. So there, everybody is, is up to date, but the funeral did happen yesterday and we're putting this episode out today. We purposely waited until after the funeral had happened so we could just break down the series of events that have happened over the past, you know, almost two weeks now. Um, but yes, it's it's just been kind of a uh, a, a chain of events of of exciting things to happen since September eighth, when the Queen did pass. She was at Balmoral, which we knew um, her lovely getaway home, and from things we've heard for years um, was. Operation London Bridge is what they call the plan of action when the queen dies. The code words have always been noted as London Bridge is down. London Bridge has fallen. And when London Bridge has fallen, that means the queen has passed. And everything that's been in play for nearly 70 years 
goes into action. Now, everything, from what I understand, has happened with Operation London Bridge, but now they did have to tweak it, and they call it Operation Unicorn because she was at Balmoral. She was not at her, you know, she wasn't at Buckingham Palace and whatnot. So that obviously changes the plans of where everything goes. So, um, Jeanette, I'm going to toss it to you. Just give me a little rundown of, of things that went through your head and what you, you know, obviously it's a sad day, but, it, you know, the protocol and the traditions are things we talk about a lot on this show. What were some things that you were curious about as all of this took place? You know, I don't know. It was one of those, like you said, you know, she was 96, so it wasn't unexpected, but still a little shocking at the same time, I think. I think when yeah. you think of someone who had just earlier that week welcomed the new prime minister into her home and was on a camera standing up shaking hands. and But, you know, she did lose a husband a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she was up there herself. It was just one of those things where you're like, okay, well... She could live to be 99. She could live to be 100. Her mother lived yeah. a very long life. I mean, it's so I I don't know that I knew what to expect because I haven't had an experience other than Queen Elizabeth in my lifetime. I've never experienced anything right. like a royal death. I think the closest we came was Diana. Um, yes. And I'm not even sure that that was in Philip. Right. Um, but that was during COVID. Yeah. And Princess Diana had technically been outside of the royal family by the time she passed. Um, and you know, her was sons unexpected. Were, and was um, unexpected. And her children were obviously and... still in line for the throne. So right. there was some, you know, royalty connection there. But And she was, you know, she wasn't a commoner herself. So. Right. But I think I was thinking, okay, it's going to be somewhere in between or definitely going to be more extravagant than... Phillips was because he didn't want a lot of things right he didn't and he he wasn't the queen right I mean it's you know you hate to right. I don't want to <laughs> demoralize it at all with what I mean or you know desensitize anybody from what his value was but yeah it, everybody just knew it was going to be different this right. is something that really you know the reason I heard on a show the other day somebody say you know I'm not really sure you know how long people are going to be talking about this because it's, you know, in, in Europe or in England, yes, that's their queen. That's their monarch. You know, that's what they do. We, you know, in America, we, everybody loves the Royal family or the stories of not everybody, but clearly, you know, people talk about the Royal family and stuff. We have these connections, but that's not our ruler, right? That's not our monarchy. And so, you know, they were like, eh, how long is it going to take? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not, it's not that it's not about that. It's about the fact that nobody, not nobody, but it's been a long, long time since anybody has had to experience somebody other than Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. I mean, I've never known anybody else in my lifetime. (laughs) And she's been serving like twice of our lifetimes. Right. Almost, you know, and that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Right. I think the closest we come are presidential funerals and yeah, you know yeah. we can see the kennedy one on film or video right, right. Uh, we were around for reagan's um yeah. i think that's probably the closest we come but it's nothing 
as far as the the protocol, protocol, the, the same, it's nothing the same. What I found, I think the first time, you know, you know, they have that 10 days of mourning. Yes. And, you know, I heard that the grandchildren were going to stay in visual. And I didn't really know what that meant. I thought, okay, they'll go and stand where she is and st- right, surround right. her coffin. I didn't realize that people were going to be walking by them. Yeah, that Me was neither. completely awkward. Yeah. Um, I think that was the first time that a real tear came to my eye because that just looked devastating for them. Well, that and the the children, the, the children, four, yes, the four children, and then all the grandchildren, two separate times. So, so yeah. let's get to that actually. So. We know that the queen, you know, the, the, she, when she passed was at Balmoral, she stayed at Balmoral for what, two days, probably that gave some time for the family to come in and leave. Of course, Charles and the boys came back. Um, uh, Harry flew over as soon as he had the news, but he was not um, there in time before she passed. Um, but he did come out there. And so the boys were there. Um, and then they, the, I say the queen, you know, we know it's obviously her body, but the queen stayed there and allowed for the Balmoral staff to have time to pay their respects. And then she was brought to Hollywood and in Scotland. And that's where she came and lay in state there. Um, processional, you know, we saw online and that's where she came for another couple days. Um, gave that area some time for saying their goodbyes. And then she was brought flown and by train to England, to London, brought in. She then is, uh, help me here. She goes from the time or the, when she arrives in England, she then what went to a chapel, I believe. No, I she went straight to Lion State. Yes, and that's when people could come and walk past after she had been in there, and there was a processional, and that's when, um, the the processional to lead her to this place, and that's when we started finding out there was going to be these vigils that are stood. First one would be by the her children. Four children, now King Charles, Anne, Edward, and Andrew. All four of them would stand vigil, and then there would be another one of grandchildren. So I, like you, was anxiously awaiting that because I just didn't quite understand what that meant. But I tell you who put a tear in my eye was, oh, Anne. Anne in her uniform coming out there, breaking all kinds of tradition and protocol, right? Like the ladies aren't supposed to be walking behind the casket. The ladies aren't supposed to be following in uniform. And she said she was, and she did. She's been in uniform since, since all this has started really. And to see her stand there with her brothers and then and kind of almost hold her own space, right? You know, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, we all have such strong opinions of the strong person that Queen Elizabeth was. And then to kind of just see that Anne is, you know, I mean, it's not like everybody sits around and compares the two, but 
She's a chip off the old block. Yeah, she's she's her mother's daughter. I thought it was so cool to see, you know? And to see that and to see Charles, who honestly looks like he's aged 10 years in 10 days. In just these last days. I mean, he looks so different. And I'm sure the weight of the world is on him. Not only is he losing his mother. Literally. But now he's has to follow a beloved queen. And everyone's always been talking about he should just pass the throne to William. Just abdicate. Not as popular. Um, He knows that his queen consort isn't as popular. There's still that. There's going to be that this should be Diana. Um, Right. He's facing a lot on top of losing his mother. And, you know, even at the children's days, I think Edward's the youngest at 58, which, wow, he's right, right. 58. That's not too, too, too far from yeah. how old we are, right? I know. So, you know, even Charles in his 70 plus years, you're like, my mom's 96. It's just, it's still not one of those where you're like, yeah, it was going to happen at some point. You know? No, oh, I mean, yeah. it's still your mom. It's still um, his mom. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the thing that's so that's one of the things, obviously, that's so interesting to me to look at. You know, I sit there and you see these stoic faces of royalty a lot of times, right? You know, they're held to this standard of poise and grace and kind of stone-like um, in their daily lives, right, outside of this. And, of course, even, you know, during weddings and everything else, there's smiles and whatnot, but they're all very poised, And with this, I almost just expected these very stone-like figures to continue, especially in something solemn like a funeral for Gran or their mother, whatever position they may be. But there's been emotion, you know? Yeah, a lot of choking back of emotion, which has been hard to watch. Very visible emotion from the children, including Charles, who I don't envision seeing that of you know a lot no I, did, I didn't see it but surprised. I did see a broadcaster say that Edward was in tears that you could yes. see the tears he and Sophie were in tears I've noticed Sophie through multiple processions slash the funeral the the walk all that stuff Sophie's had a very difficult time with it I don't know if she's an emotional person or if she just had a very close relationship right with the queen which we've always kind of heard that she did yeah um I think Edward and Sophie being the younger one, being the youngest, yeah. Being, let's let's be honest, they've had a very healthy, from what we see, relationship, right? Um, kind of out of the news, nothing really. You forget about them sometimes, like you oh yeah, there's four children. <laughs> yes, yeah. you're just kind of like, oh Edward, you know, and maybe that made them close with the family. I don't know. Like maybe that was held a special place for all all of them, you know, like they are kind of quiet. So maybe they were just, Plus he's the baby. So I mean, maybe they were there for every Sunday, Sunday dinner or something. I don't know. Like, I think what hit me with the grandchildren is as much as she was the queen. And like we said, did her duty and everything. You could tell that she was a devoted grandmother and a loved grandmother. It, It wasn't one of those, yeah, she's our grandmother, but she's the queen. So we weren't really like We've that close. Her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you could tell the emotion of all of them that and that was their grandma. And, and I, I read that she had a close relationship with her own grandfather. So I'm sure that was one thing that she was very proud of is just her role, not only as queen, but her private role right. as a mom and a grandmother. 
Right. And she's been so lucky to be able to see a lot of them get married, have their own children, that type of stuff, which, yeah, you know, well, has to be a sense of pride in some sense, no matter what their position is or anything. And, and there's, and there's a wide range of age there, you know? So I yeah. mean, what Louise and James, is it, you know, they, they're young, they're young, you well, know, I mean, young, so. yeah, exactly. Cause that's their dad. And this yeah. is, this is, you know, their grand, their granny. That's what they would yeah. say. And, you know, all these notes and tributes that they've done. And, you know, to hear them talk about the hugs and the smiles and the, you know, time spent together and stuff that they're going to miss, you know, they, this was their grandma. Like that's. Yeah. And this is, I think the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it hit me watching that visual of them because the emotion in all their faces, like, Oh yeah, this is, this is looked so young. Like the youngest that were standing vigil, you know, they, they look so young. And they're standing there in front of people and in front of this coffin with their head bowed. And it was super emotional. And awkward. Like, I it was realized the people were going to be walking by them. I was like, this is, they're like a show and I don't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't under, I did not. I was with you on the boat. Like, I did not think people were just going to be walking by. Like, how do you differ? I guess if it was me, and this sounds horrible, but I'm just going to tell the truth. If I'm in line to go pay my respects to the queen because I live in that country, right? And I'm a, I'm a person, but I, I see William and Harry up there. Like me personally, it changes the, it changes the, the, the idea of what I'm seeing that day. Yeah. Like I said, that sounds a little horrible, but I almost become a little more starstruck that I'm seeing them versus paying respects. Paying respects, yeah. And I know that that's not anybody's point. I get that. But you just can't help but wonder, like, good gracious, like, there was a whole bunch of people in those lines. And I was glad it was only for 15 minutes because I was like, how long are they going to do this? I don't like the people walking by them and they can't move. And Mm -hmm. it was... And their head bowed and, and their head bowed and yeah it's and, and this really, is the first of them's their first time in there like that's that's a very hard thing to do right emotionally yes. yeah and I think this is the first time this week that I've thought this may be why Harry and rushed to marry Megan is because he wanted his grandmother and grandfather at his wedding he wanted them to meet his children there could have been a whole plethora of reasons sure. you know Maybe. when you've got Absolutely. grandparents who are in their 90s you yeah, don't say true. oh well I've got time right when you've no, got grandparents true. in their 80s you don't say oh I've got time especially like, especially when they're royalty right and right. you're about to have a you royal know, wedding be a royal wedding of some sort like yes. let's not do it on the heels of the queen of the, uh, the death of the queen right yes right right that, that becomes an issue and so and we're going to get to Harry and Meghan in just a minute Um, there's a whole lot to unpack there, but, um, essentially, yes, we've kind of broken down. Like she's, she came back, she was lying in state for people to come, the, the public to view. There were lines, hours long waits to go through this line. I saw some very fitting and special tributes of people, special people that made trips to go out there or, 
uh, David Beckham was in line, like in line, like with the people he's in line, you know? And I was just like, wow. Yeah. You know, he probably like, could have gotten a private viewing, but. Probably, but I yeah. mean, you know, I think as much as David Beckham has been involved with the Royal events over the years, this was one of those times where they were like, dude, just get in line. Like, right. We'll get you up here, but you know, just get in line because we got other things going on. The fact that she planned everything and didn't leave it to anyone. Again, she knew I'm, I'm in my nineties. Who knows how long she's had this plan, but the music, the arrangements, where things would take place. Every single, every detail. That is the London operation, London bridge going into effect. And I'm amazed by that. Now, one thing I've learned over the years, um, I don't have any grandparents living still, um, but I was very lucky to have them into my like adulthood. So I knew all of them and got to spend time with them and stuff. But one thing I learned um, is that it's a, it's a very kind thing to plan your arrangements for your yes. family, if that makes yes. sense. It does. Even on our level, right? Like oh, not yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. My, my dad, when my dad passed, he had everything spelled out. We yeah. didn't have to worry about anything. And that was like such that, a weight off. Well, And I, that's what I've heard, that that is just such a blessing to have someone do that for you. You know, that's a, that's a just. It's just so nice. At that it's point. not a fun thing to plan. <laughs> it's not a fun thing to plan. It's not a fun thing to think about planning. Right. But when you're the queen, I can only imagine the detail of everything that has to go into play, right? So that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Like, not only is she putting this plan into action by passing away, right? <laughs> she She literally takes her last breath and the 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 switch is flipped like it goes into motion now all that stuff from all we see has gone really swimmingly like just beautifully there are so many things because england and her commonwealth you know places have so many connections for the past 70 some years of her tied to everything. She's on their money. Their, what's it, national song or whatnot, is all about her. The, I don't know if you've been to London, but when I've been to London, everything, the the columns, the light poles, the door handles, everything has E-R in the crown on it, like a stamp. It's like everywhere. It's on the pothole covers. You know, her stamp is everywhere. And I mean, stamp like a, you know, her initials or whatnot. E-R for Elizabeth Regina is how they say it. Um, And C-R will be Charles. And there's so much that will be swapped over so much. And just to think that we, the next three in line are all men. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about many, many years before we ever see another queen. And that's only if 
and this is thinking way ahead in the future because Charles's oldest son is right. nine and not Charles, but um, William's oldest son William. is nine. So if he were to have a daughter as a firstborn, that would be the next person in line to be queen. Right. Which so, is well off. Right. Right. Which is so far off. And, and so I mean, think about how long we've had all of Elizabeth's stuff. I'm saying stuff very lightly, but like I said, she's on the money. She's in the song. She's on the stamps everywhere. She like, Everywhere in Europe or in London and England and stuff, her pictures on everything, her likeness, her yeah. her little cameo shadow pictures, you know, that stuff is everywhere. That was something that blew my mind whenever I was studying abroad um, in college is it's everywhere. And that you will know, change, right? Here, that doesn't happen here you know we do not see we put dead people on our money. <laughs> yeah. right we don't yeah. see president biden's picture everywhere no. or his initials everywhere or no. his stamp everywhere we don't that stuff's not you have to be a, a a dead president or yeah, a historian yes yeah. then, then we'll think about putting your picture on it but yes so will that all change now will it now become charles's picture or will they keep her to. picture yeah no i think it's him all over um, well, and you know, what was awkward was hearing them sing immediately. God save the king. I was like, Oh my gosh, I know. I don't like this. It's strange. Like immediately she takes her last breath and boom, you're the king. And all of that stuff has to get set into motion. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, in that that stuff trickles down to like Australia, Canada, all these different things, right? Like money and, um, you know, the, their, their protocol of things you say and do, right. All relates to the King now, not to serve her queen. Right. So those are things that we're going to have to like be anxiously awaiting <laughs> to see what's happening. And the coronation um, that we have to wait for whether it's six months or a year from now, I think they were saying five to six months, maybe. Oh, really? Is that how long? Well, yeah, they said it's going to be a while because they got to plan it. I mean, first of all, you don't want to do it right away, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were talking about some, I guess there's more protocol to put into place. Sure. Um, I don't know what. Well, that's going to be a big deal for us to see as well, right? Like yeah. whether it's Charles or whomever. <laughs> um It'll you be know, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a, that's a big deal. Um, and it's a lot of pomp and circumstance. I get it. My husband thinks it's kind of silly, but I don't care, you know? Right. Um, well, and it's because we don't have anything like it. Like we don't if have we it, had that here, we'd be like, okay, well that's for them. It's the closest thing to a fairy tale, right? Yeah. It's royalty. Yeah. Coronation, the closest thing we've got is Frozen. Well, oh, and they... There's other royalty in the world, but for some Absolutely. reason we have just like only hear about or mostly hear about the Queen of England and probably well, because of our ties to England, but because of our ties and also because yeah. of her length of reign. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it's kind of unheard of. And the size. I mean, she's the queen right. of the UK. So. She's kind of got fingers touching everywhere, right? Right. So and speaking of that, so now now, the new line of succession, um, you know, we know that Charles did take the name Charles um, the third, 
There was some question of whether he would use a different monarch name, but he um, did stick with Charles, which I'm glad. Um, so he's Charles III. And um, a lot of people receive new titles, um, which is normal whenever things pass down because they kind of just have their normal who gets what, right? So you just fall into it. So now William and Kate are now the prince and princess of Wales, which that's what Charles and Diana were, right? Yes, yes. Right. So that is now into that, which means that Prince George is is Prince George of Wales, Princess Charlotte of Wales, Prince right. Louis of Wales. Yeah. And that is the line. You know, we have William, George, Charlotte, Louis, then goes into the Duke of Sussex, which is Harry. And um, Archie and Lilibet after Harry. Um, after that goes Duke of York, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, and that's. So speaking of the Duke of York, mm-hmm. you know, the American television stations had British correspondents that they were working with sure. to, to kind of translate everything for us, explain to us what was happening, why it was happening. Yes. And one of the things that was said was that after yesterday, the funeral, do not expect to see Andrew anymore, that he will not be a part of anything that Charles does. Mm-hmm. And there's still, I know we're going to talk about it later, but there's still lingering questions as to what role Harry and Meghan will play. Yes. Um, but that the time of Andrew is over. Yeah. So whether he keeps his title of the Duke of York. Um, right. Still what happens happen. with that is still everything that's, they didn't want to address that. Um, and, and one thing, other thing to go back to the, to the funeral just briefly is one thing I appreciated hearing is after all this full public display that the burial was just for the family. It was not going to be on camera. That was their one-on-one time alone with their yes. grandmother and their family. And then on top of the seven days of national mourning, there's a seven day additional mourning period that started yesterday for the Royal family themselves to all yes, be together yeah. and mourn. And, and really figure don't things plan out. To see, yeah. Don't plan yeah. to see them for a few days. Publicly. Right. 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 Which I, I, I love that. I'm just glad they got their private moment. Cause again, extremely awkward to watch, you know, as awkward as it was to watch Harry and, William walked behind their mother's casket, which was completely awkward. I felt the same way mm-hmm. watching them just kind of be gawked at at their grandmother's funeral. You know, it was. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. It was weird. Well, so so to finish out, basically. Let's say top top uh, 20. All right. So we've got after. Archie and Lilibet, we have Duke of York, which we said, that's Andrew. We don't know where that's going to change or stand in the future, but as of right now, he's number eight in line. Okay. After him comes Beatrice and her daughter, Sienna, comes after her. Then it's Eugenie and her son, August, after that. 
Master August is his name. Um, then comes Earl of Wessex, which is Edward. He's the... So is, is Anne not in line? She comes after Andrew. I mean, Edward. Yep, it goes Earl of Wessex with Viscount Severn, which is James, the son of Edward, and Lady Louise, which is the daughter of Edward. Then is the Princess Royal. That's Anne, right? Yeah, but that isn't so, she the second born? But I think then it was boys first. Mm. So did Queen Elizabeth change that for I Charlotte? I believe was changed for Charlotte. Oh. That's okay. what I recall, is that now it's pure order. Okay. So yeah, Princess Royal is 16th in line now. And after her comes Peter Phillips and his daughter, which is Anne's granddaughter, Savannah, and then another granddaughter, Isla, and then comes Zara. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that Anne was, was after all the boys. I think that had been the case all along. And since Elizabeth and Margaret were only the only girls, obviously Elizabeth was the oldest. Um, but when it became a male heir, they take the throne first and then the girl gets bumped to the end. Um, I believe I saw that in the crown, actually. Um <laughs> It's Perhaps. a good historical piece of knowledge that you think I'm watching That's what that was. And then, um, but I do recall this being different now when Charlotte was born. Okay. I do recall hearing something about her changing something for Charlotte. I just didn't realize that that's yeah. what it meant. I didn't realize that Anne was not. Right. Or was behind her brothers in line. I think, I don't think I put those two together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was actually a little bit of like Anne's upbringing as well. Not, I think she's always known that that's always been the case for Anne. So Anne kind of came up being like, eh, I'll never get it. I'm not touching the seat. So whatever I want to do, it's kind of cool. You know, So this was cool. just so that if yeah, Charlotte wear a uniform everywhere, and right. what are y'all going to do about it? Here. What are you going to do? Kick me off the throne? Oh, that's right. You got to kick all your kids off first. <laughs> yeah. So that would mean that Louis can't jump over Charlotte. And then if, right. If George were to have daughters, Oh, before sons that they could be queen. They could versus be queen. The, the boys daughter over. could be queen if she was first. Okay. That's what I understand. Unless somebody else changes it. Correct. Yeah. Unless Charles and William get stingier. And something. I don't see that being popular. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, no. I can see Charlotte. Maybe Charlotte's little personality. I'd be like, hold up, Papa. No, 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 no. This is not going to fly. Grand, well, grand said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> grand said, I'm in line. Um, No, which I, like I have the paper here. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like order of birth, easy enough, right? Like if it all happens to be boys, so be it. Fine. Whatever. But I mean, order of birth, let's just keep it across the board. That's fine. And we can see how effective a queen was. So it's not like she's going to mess everything up. Right. Yeah. No, I think people are I'm worried about the king messing everything up. <laughs> like, 
like don't mess up anything that she put in place all right let's like everybody you know everybody's like looking at charles and being like just don't touch just anything don't do, any, don't do anything just, just smile and turn on the, the lights wave. turn off the lights <laughs> do the wave do the salute bow your head every once in a while and just don't touch anything it's fine just yeah you know, his like hand or whatever they call it. I've like, been waiting know, 70 years. Who cares? Trusted, yeah. Trusted advisor. You're sitting there going, just tell him where to go. Point him in the right direction. Shake hands, cut ribbons. Let's go back to the old way of doing That's things. That's right. That's right. Well, I will be, it'll be an interesting year, probably years worth of Charles and his adjustments. Right. Um, Let's just see. We'll wait and see. It looks weird seeing him and Camilla sitting on thrones. Camilla does not look comfortable. (laughs) She doesn't know how to sit. (laughs) You know, Camilla, I've really, I've been torn on her during this whole funeral stuff, right? One, I'm still not a fan. Two, she looks like she is like lost. All the time. She looks like if you see a close up of her during the funeral, she looks like she cannot tell you how to walk a straight line. You know, I heard something the other day after the queen had passed away and all these people online were doing like on TikTok, there's been a a royal talk or a queen talk, right? Where people have started posting a lot about it's maybe someone that lives in England And they're actually posting like, here's what's really happening or here's what's going to happen next. Or for those of you that understand that don't understand Royal succession or whatever, right. They're giving out some details and stuff. So this woman posted the other day that if you have seen the movie, the notebook, and if you like it, then you should be a fan of Charles and Camilla. I'm not like she doesn't know what's happening. (laughs) She doesn't recognize anything that's going on. Does she have dementia? (laughs) Maybe, but the love story of those two. No. She says, if you like the story of the notebook and Allie and Noah's story on there, then you should be a fan and be on the side of Charles and Camilla. No. And I was like, how dare you? First of all, don't blast me in the notebook like that. How dare you, sir? Thank you, sir. No way. No. So I was very surprised by that. But, um, you know, she broke down, obviously, the whole, like, they dated beforehand. They weren't allowed to get married. They were kept apart, blah, blah, blah. They both went and found other people and then, like, were allowed to come back after those people had gone and all. And she was like, obviously, the biggest difference is that there was a lot more caring about Princess Diana than there was Lon in the movie, the guy that Allie goes and ends up being engaged to. People didn't care about him as much as they do Princess Diana. Anyway, I digress. I was offended. Um, As you should have been. I chose to unfollow her. Let's just be honest. Um, So, yeah. So, Charles Camilla thing, that's going to still take some time getting used to. I still feel weird seeing her there. I feel like 
she shows up at things and people kind of go, all right, you know, like, oh, yeah. she's an L here, that kind of thing. Um, but it's been a long time. I know she's been there a long time. It's just still weird for me to see. Um, but let's go ahead and discuss the Fab Four, if we shall. The the former Fab Four. So we get our first glance, taste of excitement of the Fab Four coming out and seeing the tributes outside of Buckingham Palace to, I think it was Buckingham. Uh, Windsor. Windsor, excuse me. Yeah. They came out of Windsor uh, grounds to go out to where the public had paid tribute and were standing vigil and whatnot. Um, so we, of course, are talking about Harry and Meghan and William and Kate. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. The four of them came out. People were ecstatic. Oh my gosh, the four of them are together. Um, Look at this. Isn't this exciting? And then I tell you what, Jeanette, this entire time you can cut the tension with a knife between the four of them. That's just my feeling. Yes. Yeah, one of the correspondents watching them. Well, I mean, we've got to keep in a perspective. We're, we're talking about a grandmother's funeral too. So there's all that going on. Um, but one is one of the British correspondents on TV said that that was Charles's doing. He wanted the four of them to go make an, make appearance, an appearance together yep. mm-hmm. outside of uh, Windsor. And they did it. And it yep. seemed fine. Um, yep. But I just, I feel like it, I, I was excited to see it. I think it was a great show to, not a show. I mean, I know they were genuine. You know, yes, yeah, like you said, it's their grandmother. Like the, the brothers are there, you know, in, in mourning. But... As you said earlier, it's unfortunate to see people gawking at them and talking about their drama throughout the time of the grandmother's funeral, right? So it's right. really hard to separate yeah. because, unfortunately, the last time we saw them all together, they looked miserable then, too. Yeah. And, and it wasn't because somebody had died. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just hard to, I don't know. I'll be interested to see what happens over the next few months. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's going to be a lot of talking um, between the family, between the three men, because let's face it. Now they're not the grandchildren of the queen. They are the children of the king. So it's different. Their grandchildren, their children are now the grandchildren of the king. It's different. Um, but I would imagine that Harry feels differently now. Um, he would want his children to have their proper place to be more secure as the children of a king is different than the grandchildren of a queen, regardless so of where you, you live. So do you think he's going to just kind of try to work his way back in? I can see there be, I don't know, personally, I don't know that there would be full on let's jump in feet first yeah, back yeah. into it. I could see a gradual 
coming Harry back into it. Appearances, things like that. Harry makes some appearances. Harry does things on behalf of his father. Right, right. Um, takes a part in the coronation. Um, mm -hmm. I could also see a potential negotiation for a move back to London. Again, we're talking about the child right. and the grandchildren of a king. They're more susceptible outside of the UK yeah. to be used as bait, I should say. You know, we're still talking about a political world. But how do people take that? If he could, if, if hypothetically, let's say that starts to happen, right? He starts to work his way back in a little bit. Um, and I don't mean in a bad way, manipulative way. I mean, like he's invited in, right? And he chooses to take part in this. Coming back to London, let's say. How do people take that when, you know, it's not like he moved 30 years ago to the United States to have a, a fresh life. He moved recently when he knew his father's going to be king somewhat soon. Right. I think people would be happy because they would see it as honoring his grandmother. Sure. Um, I would think there'd be hope that if that happens, if he comes back, that King can, that Charles can control the media and say like Tom Brady, right? I mean, well, but I can I mean, also see an instance like, where oh, I just changed my mind. Like, well, but you, I mean, if we think about the reasons he did it and again, their place in line has changed. Their yeah. status has changed. Sure. Um, and I could see an, a scenario where Harry is a working royal, but Megan is not. Right. So it's Megan. Let's if you don't want to be in the spotlight, don't want to be criticized, you don't have to be a working royal. But I have to serve my duty to honor my grandmother and my father's position. Because let's be honest, when 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 William becomes king, there's really not a role for Harry. He's the brother of the king. Right. So really, his only role is as the son of the king. So it's his right. as the fourth in line to yeah. the throne. Obviously, we look at it. Right. But let's face it. I mean, if something were to happen to William, um, you know, Charles or uh, George is too young to be king. So Harry right. would have to step in yeah. as someone, whatever they call it when you're, you're standing in, in place for the king. <laughs> interim. <laughs> you're interim king, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, or he'd have to be, there'd have to be something in place where you'd say, okay, yeah. is he too young? Do we jump to Harry right. and then jump back to, I don't know how all that works, but. Right. Well, I, I, I agree with you. And I actually, I would love to see it, right? Like, I would love to see that. I would love to, just love to see it. Um, but let's talk about why, you know, their place at the funeral. Okay. And all of the protocol around it. Um, so we know a big discussion was that, you know, Charles did not have them come to the kind of honoring dinner or whatnot that took place several days ago um, because they did note that it was for working royals. Okay. You know, and I know a lot of people were like, that's just wrong. Like that's his grandmother and all. And it's like, well, but wait a minute. Like, Harry did choose to not be a working royal. And if that's the rule, then it's not like Harry's getting his feelings hurt. That's just the rule for everybody, right? 
um, Beatrice and Eugenie are not working royals, right? No. Right. So it's kind of like that. You know, I mean, it's just, hey, you get to go hang out with your cousins while while William has to go to the stuffy dinner. But the big big controversy and discussion was over Harry wearing his military uniform throughout different events that took place. Harry and Andrew were both not allowed to wear their military uniforms for the processionals, uh, which they wore morning coats instead, and they did get to put their medals on there, um, but they also were not allowed to salute during the royal salute to the casket. Um, And some people have lost their minds over that. Um, But what we have to remember is when he stopped becoming a working royal and chose to leave, he was, his military status was taken away. Right? Um, I'm not saying I agree with any of it, but... It was just one of these things like, eh, he kind of knew that, though, when he chose this. Yeah, and I think, you know, not that, that this was any thought that goes into it, but part of me, if it were me, I'd be thinking all the things that I'm missing. I didn't take this into account 100%. when I decided this was not the life I wanted. I didn't take these things into account because well, those weren't the things on my mind. That but now he's got to be thinking if this is my father and I'm at my father's funeral, I don't want to not be able to sit in the front row or yep. salute my father. Yep. You know, it's bad enough that I couldn't do that to my grandmother. You know, yep. I've really got to reconsider our oh, no, role that's in this family. exactly what I've been thinking the whole time when I watch him walking in that processional without the uniform on, without being able to salute, without almost the, the, I know, like, we all know that William is going to be king. He's in line to be king, and Harry's known that his whole life. But we've still usually seen them just right beside by side, you know? Yeah. And they always kind of have that look of, you know, I mean, it's just the two boys, right? It's the brothers together. They're standing side by side. We know William's going to be king, but Harry is always there beside him. And that's not been the case during this this celebration, if you will, you know, these festivities, it was, um, it was kind of sad to watch. And I personally, I know I would be just like that. I'd be like, Oh crap. I forgot (laughs) that I can't do this stuff or, Oh wow. I have to sit on the second row beside my cousins, um, back with the other non-working people instead of beside my brother where I've always been um, for my grandmother's funeral and I have to wear a morning coat and, you know, next to my uncle who has been banned from, you know, everything, not because he tried to make a better life, but because he is a Royal screw up. Um, But it's just, it's sad to see. And I agree with you. I think there's got to be a part of him that's got in the back of my mind, back of his mind, like, oh, gosh, like, I don't know if I can do this again. You know, I need to be back in here. Like, I need to be a part of this to help, like, to take take my role seriously and to do this and do that. But um, 
I think there'll be a lot of discussion with his father over the next several months about the role that his father wants him. I know we all heard that Charles wants to slim down Marnicky, but we don't know what that means. I mean, you would think that he'd want his children and grandchildren involved in some way. And I think also part of it has to be thinking of not only Harry for himself, but Harry for his children. Um, And the fact that they're making a decision about royal life and protocol and all that for their children when again they are the grandchildren of Mm -hmm. a king and you know their children grow up in california and then they their father their grandfather with you know in 20 plus years could see the same thing right oh yeah do they know how to serve their role do they know because what charles is 73 76 70 something yeah Yeah. i mean i mean it's not like we're gonna have another 70 year reign right you know, this so is, you've got to be thinking this about is going to be a shortened version. <laughs> and your children, by the way, have now gotten the titles that you've wanted because That's they right. are grandchildren of a of king. king. Yes. So you've got to be thinking, you know, there's got to be a happy medium. Yeah. Or Megan, things have changed. You know, yeah. you know, I, it's. I think there's a lot of talking that's going to be done between William, Harry, and Charles yeah. over the very near future and into the months. I don't think we'll know what the role will be until after the coronation or leading up to the coronation. I agree. So with that, let's talk about um, Megan and Kate. First of all, before we get to Megan, because you know I'm going to be eye rolling enough during that, but Kate is stunning. She's stunning. Like, her poise, her grace during this. I I love her. I just love her. <laughs> and I can't, I mean, I can't express it more, but she is stunning. And to see her take on the role, which I feel like has been, you know, she's always served as, as a, she's always appeared as someone who knows I'm going to be married to the King one day. Like this is, I'm having to accept this and get prepared and be prepped and practice and all of this. Um, And, you know, when the four of them made their appearance outside of Westminster, there was, you know, all this discussion about, Oh, Harry and Megan were like holding hands and she would put his hand on his back and, her hand on his back and all this stuff. And they were like, but you know, Kate and Will never touched. Yeah. Because he's going to be King. Like they don't, that's like part of protocol, right? Um, If you watch Kate during these things, you know, she'll get out of a car and she'll walk up to someone. She does not shake hands or greet someone until William has come in before her. She may talk to them, but then she gently puts William in front of her. And and that's all part of protocol. I've watched a little clip of it online. But everybody talks about how Kate is is fitting this role and is taking on this, this responsibility. As we see William, obviously, knowing that this is going to be the case one day. They're preparing their family for this. They're doing all the things right, but we see Kate in a moment like this, you know, paying tribute to grandmother by wearing the necklace, right? That 
Elizabeth wore as well as Diana wore, and now Kate's wearing. Um, Megan did wear a pair of earrings that were gifted to her from the queen. Um, you know, Kate is playing the role of a mother as well by bringing her children to this, who the ones that were old enough, you know, brought George and Charlotte, which I thought was fantastic. They added a little bit of lightheartedness that was probably needed, but it was so precious to see them and uh, taking on that role as well. Um, but I'm just, I am, I'm just continue to be impressed by Kate. Um, and Megan throughout this served as a very silent support to Harry, right? She stood behind, she walked behind, she sat behind and rode behind in cars and everything. She was very clearly, you know, behind everybody else, which that's fine. That's the role that they have taken on, but it is, um, it's weird to see. Um, I saw a picture of Megan and Kate relatively close to each other standing outside the funeral yesterday. And Kate looks somber and poised and Megan looks sly to me. Does that make like make sense? She looks a little slimy to me. She probably was uncomfortable. Let's yeah. be honest. She's probably uncomfortable. She knows everybody's watching and trying to figure out, are they going to talk? I mean, and to their credit, none of the Royals talked in public. They right. were all very silent. Even on the car rides, there was no talking, no discussion. It was just all very silent. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I probably don't blame her. I would feel the same way. I wouldn't know how to act because I know the cameras are looking for a reaction. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there was some sadness there, but she probably hasn't spent as much time. Well, she definitely hasn't spent as much time with the queen or the family as Kate has. Yeah. So while there's sadness, you know, there wasn't that deeper connection. She hasn't spent the last, she spent the last two years or three years over here. Yeah. And yes, they may have videoed and FaceTimed, but it's not the yeah. same. Um, right. And she's I mean, also probably thinking in the back of her mind, this is going to change a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's probably preparing herself for not only, let's just say hypothetically that nothing changes, right? Like Harry and Megan say, nope, we're staying put where we like where we are, all that stuff. There's still this year, I guarantee going to be a role that Harry still has to play in the coming months, even though it's not a working Royal, but as a family member, son of the King, there will still be a lot of, you know, a lot of work travel for daddy. If you, if you put it that way, right? Like this year, this coming year is going to be a different than they have experienced. And so I think Megan knows that too. Well, and let's face it, the boys are more popular than dad. Yeah. yeah. The queen was extremely popular. So yeah. I would think that part of William and Harry's role would be to go out there yeah, amongst the people and let's make daddy popular. Yeah. <laughs> let's let daddy, let's let people know that we are a unified family. And let's um, take the heat off us for a little bit. Let's put yeah. it on daddy for a while. You right. Know? Yeah. Like the, he's king now. Let's do this. But they're going to have to show some sort of solidarity between the two of them. Because right now I think it's uncomfortable for people to see just even Will and Harry 
they are going to have to do some trips together. They're going to have shaking of the hands together, some Commonwealth visits together. Yeah. That's what people want. They don't want to see the wives. Right. right. The wives will come later, but they want to see are the two boys together for some time. And then we slowly bring the wives back in. Because people were so used to that. I mean, do you remember how sweet it was at each of, well, let's just say, especially at William's wedding, when the two of them were standing up there talking and like almost yeah. whispering, waiting for Kate to walk down the aisle and stuff, those type of things, like we're just not getting anymore. And it's obvious and it's blatantly like uncomfortable. So I'm very curious to see where this next year takes them um, in their, as you said, let's make daddy popular tour. Right. Um Let's, let's figure that out. And, and speaking of Charles again, you know, I know that we are um, still learning and getting comfortable with him being the king, but as a son, something that I tend to forget, honestly, uh, was that he was a son first and foremost, he'd been with the queen the longest, right? I mean, he's the oldest And he's always known that he's going to be king someday. And so he's been filling that role of trying to make mummy proud. Um, But we did see that he, you know, I loved the speech he gave, which he televised, um, which was pretty unheard of. But I was glad that he did it because that is reaching that little bit different demographic now, right? That he's you know, going on television and stuff in front of people. Um, But, you know, he spoke of his mom very sweetly and uh, genuinely. And then we did learn that there was a handwritten note on her coffin in the flowers, which the flowers um, I did hear were a nod to her wedding flowers, the bouquet that she carried at her wedding, which I thought was fantastic. And did you see the star of the coffin. There was a spider spotted walking on the card across the card and into the flowers on the coffin as it was lying in state or and a spider is supposed to be good luck in this type of situation because it represent represents strong femininity and it's very um uh classy and a, a, a symbol of togetherness, I guess, like a woven symbol and uh, like a web. And so all these people online spotted the spider and said, you know, it's the most popular spider ever now. And um, talking about how much of a good omen and good luck it was. And it was crawling across the card and into the flowers. I didn't so, see it. And I didn't know that about the spider. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Why not? Right. That's, there you go. Um, so let's see. The King's new signature comes with his new place in sovereign. The R stands, uh, for Rex, which means King in Latin, whereas Regina was R was queen in Latin. And so that's where the E R and now C R will go. So we'll start to see all of that stuff switch around but Charles you know I'm I'm not mad at him how he how he's been handling this thus far he's been doing just fine 
We'll give him a little pat on the back and hopefully things can continue and that he does step up the modern style. That's something else I would hope the boys would come in and be able to be like, no, dad, really don't be so stuffy about it. Like, let's do it. You know, you should do it this way or whatnot, but um, we'll see. You know, lots of famous people at the funeral, lots of um, dignitaries, uh, people from around the world, all sorts of royalty from around the world. Um, I mean, it, you, find, you name a royal, right? And then there's presidents of state and, um, of course, all of the government officials and whatnot. Um, I enjoyed seeing some, a lot of these people walk in, a lot of people wearing the traditional morning coats or, um, hats for the ladies. Um, you know, lots of black, but I do think it was a, a well-attended affair. Um, I did hear that president Trump was not allowed to attend, um, fine by me, but interesting. That was part of her note. Uh, that was part of the ruling, you know? At oh, what, really? Yeah. At what point do you add that to your will, right? People that are not allowed to come. Um, if you go through and look at some of the list of people that were there and see some coordinating photos, it is so cute to see her cousins, the queen's cousins, like these little old people that are there attending. And quite honestly, people that you've never even thought about the fact that, oh yeah, she's got cousins, you know, like it's like a family get together. It's weird, but, um, lots of people, everybody came to pay their respects. Um, and if you get a chance to look through the list, I think it's, it's pretty cool of the people that all came. Um, some, as we mentioned, George and Charlotte, Prince George and princess Charlotte were there. Um, Charlotte has made herself known in this world. Not only was she donning her first hat to a Royal affair, which does, you know, as you get a little bit older is sort of expected at fancy events, but she has worn her first hat out there. Um, she was in all black as well and was kind of brought through, um, the entire processional. They did note that King Louis was just deemed a little too young for this or present, uh, Prince Louis was deemed a little too young for it. Um, but have you seen the video of Charlotte telling George when to bow? Yes. yes. She's, like, She's adorable. She's like, now's the time to bow, boy. Like, do something. She's um, going to be like his right hand when he... I love it. I love it. Um, you know... The, the kids, they said that Louis, I did read that Kate mentioned to somebody that Louis was having a little bit harder time understanding the concept of what had just happened with the funeral and with the death of grandmother, but that George and Charlotte were handling it, handling it beautifully. They agreed that they wanted to attend the funeral stuff. So I think they understand the gravity of it, if you will. And, um, I thought it was great to see them there, honestly. Um, they looked very nice and they were very well behaved. Very well behaved, very curious. Like you can tell they were soaking it all in. They were watching everything. They were, you know, but 
Um, we saw Kate walking them in with her hand around them. And we saw Sophie walking George out with her hand behind George, like his, her arm around him. Um, again, Sophie being very emotional and involved in a lot of this, you know, and, and, but I thought everybody, everybody looked lovely. Everybody looked very well put together, um, and respectful, a lot of brooches. Um, Charlotte was wearing a horseshoe brooch that grandmother gave or that grand, uh, the queen gave her, um, for their love of horses that they both share. So, um, a lot of people wearing the jewelry that was given to them either by the queen or representing the queen. Um, you know, that's lovely. So very cool to see them there. Um, but probably not as cool as seeing the queen's beloved corgis attend the funeral. Talk about a gut wrench right there. Seeing those dogs just sit outside the funeral and wait and be with their handlers. I mean, I still don't know how I feel about them going to live with Andrew and Fergie. Um, I mean, gotta give him a job, I guess, right? That's her one little, I mean, that's the thing. you know, have my dogs. It's like, it's like everybody loves the corgis so much. And then she's like, oh, fine. Andrew gets the corgis, you know? And you're like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> Edward have this. I know. Edward seems so cool. But maybe Fergies are saving grace on that. I don't know. Um, cause they still live together, you know? Yeah. Weird. Andrew and Fergie. Um, but I do, uh, appreciate the fact that they showed that as well as along the processional line from the cart was the queen's pony, um, that stood, uh, waiting for the processional as well. You know, that's something that we're all very used to seeing her with, right? Um, does Charles have a pet? I don't know. Not that we know of, right? Like, we've never, like, seen him associated with something, right? Did he ride polo? I know William. Yeah, he does. did. Did Charles? I think so, yeah. Well, maybe he likes horses. Seen, yeah. Okay. And, the, yeah, I think I remember seeing him with, like, the early Diana pictures, mm -hmm. right? Like, when he was really young. So, maybe he's got a thing with horses. Maybe, maybe he does have a dog or something. I don't know. Like, I think that could be a good PR move, though, right? Get a dog? Make you look a little softer? I don't know. He just seems so stiff and crotchety. So Balmoral was a personally owned place, right? That wasn't part of the royal palaces. That was their personal. Oh, I don't know. So I wonder if he inherits that as well. Because, you know, that's where the family would get away. That was where their holidays were spent. Yeah. And according to the crown and various queen movies and documentaries, you know, remember we talked about that's where the Thanksgiving scales were. Right. Yes. Where you get weighed. And then also like they showed Christmases at Balmoral. That was. Yeah. I mean, everything's going to change, right? Do Does Charles host Christmas? Because I mean, does let's face it. Yeah, it was I mean, the grand. It was their mother and the grandchildren. So now that's really just Charles, his two boys and their families. Right. 
Well, yeah, and that means you gotta. <laughs> Do you invite Andrew and Edward and Anne? Like, like, you've got you've got Harry and Meghan on one end that. Who really know? I mean, like they'll get invited, but it, do they come? Do they say, "Oh, we've got other plans"? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. And then you've got Andrew, who's messed he's up. He's not gonna be invited, right? The kids will um, be invited, but he won't be invited. You get the grand, the the grand nieces, maybe second nieces, whatever. Get those people, and then you know, thank goodness for Edward and Sophie. Like, long live Edward and Sophie. Like, I feel like they're just holding things together for us, huh? Maybe. Stability at its finest right now. I just, I don't know how it works when you're a sibling of a monarch. I don't know how that works. I mean... What is your role? Like... Maybe sit at home and thank your lucky stars, right? Like, maybe you're sitting at home going, huh, I'm glad I can sit here and roast chicken with my wife or whatever and not have to deal with all this crap. See, and that's but what I'm thinking I'm about. Gonna to, I'm going to get to have the fun by being like, is Edward a working Royal? Yes. Right. I know Sophie is. I don't know if Edward is, is he? I don't know. That's her. I, maybe I read he was a part-time working Royal. You can be part-time. Like, I mean, you can do what you want when your mom's the queen, right? And you're here, her baby. What is Harry doing? Because he like, owns his he owns his own like company, or he did. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not to I'm not to find out, right? All I right, think he so. goes. I think he does some things. Like he'll go to some openings and do some things. Edward is the man. Like Edward's like I am the baby. Uh, Mom said I can do what I want when I want. <laughs> Mommy said I can have my own business. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at this. There's a list. All right. All right. Who are the working royals? All right. His Majesty the King. Check. Queen Consort Camilla. Check. Duke and, uh, no, excuse me. Uh, Prince and Princess of Wales. Check. Both of them are. And Princess Royal is working member. Ah, the Earl and Countess of Wessex, Edward and Sophie. Okay, so they're both working. Okay. It says the Queen's youngest son, Prince Edward, and his wife, Sophie, are working royals who regularly represent the Queen on various occasions. Their children, Lady Louise Windsor and James Viscount Severn, are not working royals, but they will join their parents on the balcony for Trooping of the Color. Yeah, I'm just interested to see how that all changes. Again, when it was the queen, it was her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And get this, and then the last working royals are the Duke and Duchess of Gloucestershire, Prince Richard and Birgit. Right, so these are all family members of... Who is Birgit? That's the queen's first cousin. Prince Richard might be a lesser-known royal to some, but as the queen's first cousin, he's been full-time working member of the royal family for years. He and his wife, Brigitte, attend national and international events in support of the queen and her duties as head of state. See, why can't Harry and Meghan do that? Because we didn't know about them. I, I could care less about them. So probably press as well. Like why won't, um, so will those people change? So he, that guy was the cousin of the queen. So I'm thinking 
So is Charles. Charles gets have, to like, choose. I think Charles gets to choose. Yeah. So that's where they kept saying that Charles wants a slimmed down monarch. Monarch. Yes. To me, when you say slimmed down, I'm thinking he's thinking him and his children. Right. Right. His siblings are no longer need to be working royals. You don't. I mean, I may be wrong. I think Anne and Edward will stay working royals just for the sheer fact of the crossover between Mummy and Charles now. Maybe, yeah. Served as working for the Queen, so they know those protocols. They know how to be basically the stand-in for the Sovereign, right? And so they're going to send Edward and Sophie to, like, New Zealand and Zimbabwe or wherever right. all the time. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess you could see that. And they would all still join him on the balcony because they are his brothers and sisters. They're going to anyway. So might as well have them as the working people. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's just as close as the, to the queen because I mean, it is their brother. So it's just as close right. as yeah. them to the queen. It's, it's not like it's William's uncle. <laughs> It's a little bit different. Like this is Charles's brother. So yeah, it's, it's the same. Yeah. And then of course things really could change whenever William becomes King. Oh, for sure. Cause that really changes the dynamics. Cause you would think by that time, maybe, maybe George, potentially Charlotte would be old enough to be working Royals. Sure. They'd be in their twenties. Yeah. Potentially um, Charles or George in his late twenties. Yeah. Um, some role for Louis. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Potentially a role for Archie and Lilibet. I wonder if he would ever put, um, Eugenie and Beatrice in working roles. Do they want to be? Oh, I don't know. They seem to be enjoying life the way it completely is. (laughs) Maybe, but by that time they're older, they have children gone out of the house that are, 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 you know, or close to or whatnot. Like, I just wonder if they try to reach out. You're saying William? Yeah, when he's. Oh, maybe. You know, I just, I wonder if they try to like put them in that role so that it is a different generation of working royals. Yeah, I I don't see that. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see. To be determined, I guess. To be determined. Well, listen, I have one more thing I wanted to touch on, which may be kind of the coolest thing I've ever heard of, I guess. Uh, My favorite part of this whole changing of the guard, if you will. Um, But I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but in keeping with tradition and protocol, the royal beekeeper has informed the queen's bees that the queen has died and King Charles is their new boss. This is a protocol that goes back centuries, okay? The royal beekeeper, a tradition that's thought to date back centuries, has informed the hives kept in the grounds of Buckingham Palace and Clarence House of the Queen's death. All the bees have been told in hushed tones that their new master is now King Charles III. How did the bees take it? Well... You know, basically they said that they placed black ribbons tied into bows, put them on the hives, and that it's home to tens of thousands of bees. And um, 
he then urged the bees to be good to their new master. And it says this strange ritual is underpinned by an old superstition that not telling them of a change of owner would lead the bees to not producing honey and then leaving the hive and even dying. So it's like a little bit of a superstition, superstition, a little bit of a tradition, whatnot combined together. But the man, uh, I saw an interview, like a video interview with him and this man who had been her beekeeper for a long time, you know, like he's an older gentleman and he's, he's been the official beekeeper for over 15 years. Um, you know, he had to go around and he tapped the corner of each of the hive uh, boxes, you know, and did this little speech with each one of them. And he said he felt very honored to do it because this was his role. And there was the expectation that whether it's silly or not, this tradition had always happened and he was going to make sure it was done properly for his queen because he loved working for her. And I thought, well, that is beautiful. That you is know, nice. Yeah. I, I love that. He knew it was a little silly. He's telling them like, Hey, Charles is here now. You know, he knew that, but he also respected tradition, which we have seen the queen does as well. Right. Right. The bees and, were probably like, well, our queen in the hive is still good. Right? <laughs> Cause that's who we work for. <laughs> we work for the queen that's still here. Um, but but I, thank I, you. I, yes. Yeah. But good to know. Charles is here now. Um, so yeah, I just, I wanted to finish with that because I thought that was kind of a feel good thing. I think it kind of represents like the little bit of lightheartedness that can go into things like these, but also the tradition that was held so prominently was displayed really throughout all of her, um, everything that has to do with this funeral, right? Uh, the processionals, the details, the music, the, the attendees, everything was just down to a T and I, I've hated to see it, but I've thoroughly enjoyed watching this tradition and, and something that, like you said, who knows when these things happen and how often and, um, and now Charles has his own protocol in place, right? Apparently that was ready to go into action as soon as London bridge fell. Wow. You know, one of the most poignant things that I saw when they were televising the um, funeral, the procession right after the funeral on the way to Windsor, was there was a statue of the Queen's father and the Queen mother that that was over somewhere. It's located somewhere, but they did a shot of it and it looked like they were overlooking the procession and it was just so moving. It was kind of like, and then they would go on to describe that she's on her way to Windsor to be buried. To, so Philip will be moved to be buried next to her and she'll join her parents and her sister and they'll all be buried together. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's very sad. I know, <laughs> like, but lovely. right? But lovely. Like, yeah. She thought of literally everything. Yeah. So I do have to tell you, that's funny that you brought that up. So I was explaining to my children all of this, you know, and I was talking to them about protocol and what that means and how all of this stuff was just so detailed and planned out and very important. And as you know, and probably everybody that listens, my oldest daughter's name is Charlotte, right? And so she's taking a world history class right now. And 
her teacher refers to her as Princess Charlotte a lot because of, you know, just it's a whatnot. You know, Charlotte thinks it's funny. She was named, obviously, she's 15, so she was named this before <laughs> royalty came into play. But um, they've just been curious because it's everywhere, right? And so I was explaining to them about this funeral and then why, you know, four days here, two days here, this, that, whatnot. But <laughs> we'll say that I think I was explaining it quicker through my mouth and not as much in my head because I said, you know, that the queen was brought back to London, which is where she lives. You know, that was her home was London. And then the, you know, burial is going to take place there. And that when they're buried, they actually get lowered into like a vault, you know, in the floor and covered up, if you will, <laughs> all this stuff. And so I'm explaining that how she's going to go into the floor and <laughs> my kids' eyes got real big and they were like, in their house? She <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 like in the church, you know, it's, it, it, they don't get it. Like the house was, I, I was saying she came to London where she lived. Right. And it's, I failed to say that she was in the, she was in the, uh, church. Oh, yeah. She was in. The, okay. I, I laughed so hard. Like, because <laughs> Their faces. They thought know. she was coming home to go into London, into the floor of her house. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because I was like, well, she lived in London, so she's going right. to be buried in the floor. And they're like, right. oh my gosh! Like, I don't want that for you or me. They were like, in her house? Ew! You know? <laughs> no. But, yeah, it was just so that was just a weird concept, but I said it wrong. Yeah, but that's how I was saying it right in my head, but they just weren't picking all the pieces up. So anyway, it was just funny and they've learned a lot and I've learned a lot by telling them all of this stuff. And so um it's just been a lovely week and a half, two weeks now that that we're coming to the close of right now. Like you said, there's still plenty of stuff ahead uh with coronations and plannings and what's going to happen with working royals or not. And so I am glad that I have a friend in royal love with you, Jeanette. And, and so many more to talk about. I know there's going to be so much more to come. Um, and, and you guys listening, thanks for tuning in to chick chat. Cause I know that I received several messages on Instagram whenever the queen passed of people sending to the chick chat Instagram, just like a tear. Or, you know, an emoji of like a heart. You know, people get it. People know we love the royalty. We like the royal family. We get it. They're a monarch. It's not really like a, it's not a real thing, you know, like of power that they have. But we get it. We're girls. We like a fairy tale. And it's fun to follow. And so um, thank you all for tuning in to listening to us recount everything that we've noticed and and what we're looking forward to in the future. Like I said, today was just a little bit of a recap, but we've got so much more to come. So if you have any questions or anything that you know about the Royal family that you want to share with us, anything we were wrong on, or, you know, do you know more about Edward and Sophie? Cause we, we'd love to hear it. Um, by all means, shoot us a message on Instagram at um, our chick chat or face or 
page as well as Facebook, The Mesh, uh, the network that we are proud to be a part of. Uh, go check out everything else on TheMesh.tv. Got something for everybody on there with all kinds of podcasts. But until then, Jeanette, long may she reign and God save the king. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you guys on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.